Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Born at 8K Hog here, here with a brand new series, Ring the Bell, with three-time former Padres All-Star Heath Bell and my guy, Nick Kreider. Thanks, Born. I really appreciate it, man. Uh, Heath and I are really excited to add Borna to the team. Uh, season two coming in for Ring the Bell, a pods pod. We're going to bring you some pod talk every single week, sometimes twice a week on emergencies, maybe even three times a week. But uh, thanks for sticking with us, fans, and we're excited to have a good season on the Hogwatch fam. It's going to be a fun year. Trust me. Heath, first off and foremost, how was fantasy camp? I know the people, the fans want to hear about it. I know you came out victorious, but give some people some insight about it. Uh, fantasy camp is um, it's it's exactly – well, one, it was really fun, and it was really exciting for me because it was the first championship I've ever had at fantasy camp. I've been close. I've gotten to the championship, but I've never actually won it. So this year was uh, exciting, had a great team. And the, the best part about fantasy camp this year for me was there were six teams. And in the, in the pick in the draft, we had the sixth pick. So we did some good scouting and um, we, we picked the right guys. But fantasy camp is exactly what you think it is. It's, it's if you've ever thought you could play baseball or ever dreamed of becoming baseball. Even if you're in your late seventies, fifties, uh, you have to be 30 and 30 years older. Um, even your thirties or forties, you can go to uh, Peoria and basically pretend like for a week that you're in major league spring training, you get two full uniforms. You get in the major league locker room. You have two ex major league Padre coaches for you. You know, Trevor Hoffman shows up. You could have me. You could have Andy Ashby. You could have Mark Grant, um, Jake Peavy. I know, um, um, let's see, uh, Wally Joyner came a few years ago. So you never know who might come. Nick Hunley came this year. So it was, um, it's exciting. You In the morning, you get to go take batting practice in the cages. You get to try to throw um, off the bullpen mounds and actually um, – uh, Hater was there throwing bullpens too, so you could actually be pitching next to him, or what you think is pitching, but it's probably not. <laughs> and what but does it's all run you? What's that? What does all this run you in terms it of? It runs cost? Um, right around forty-five to five thousand dollars. It just depends what kind of package you get because uh, you can have you can have your own um, uh, hotel room, or you can bunk up with somebody. Um, you get breakfast in the morning you get lunch in the afternoon um right there in the clubhouse um it's all catered you know cooked right there just like you would have in spring training and then there's dinners at night at the local restaurants that um you know they provide not every single night is a dinner but there's a lot and then basically um i don't know if i should be saying it but i'm gonna say it because my wife doesn't listen 
but you get to go drink a lot of alcohol with the expert with the player. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I'll be there too. So yeah, he's a good time. Hey, and if- then also, um, I was uh, having such a good time, and I didn't tell you guys this, but there's a Girl Scout out there, and it's the, about the you know time that Girl Scout cookies Uh-oh. are open. So, so somebody bought a bunch of cases that might have been me, um, and put them <laughs> in a lot of people's lockers. So it was it was a good time. Yeah, call him uh, Santa Bell over here. It was, it, yeah, so it's, it's really fun. I mean, it, you do everything you can, you go to, you have the training room open, you have about four trainers, you have the hot tub and cold tub. You could probably see me just jump in the cold tub. I'm not allowed to cannonball anymore, yep. but, um, I, you just go in the cold tub and you can kind of be amazed how I just walk right in and sit down and, but I think it's a great place to have a beer cause the beer stays cold. So, um, yep. and then, um, yeah, it's just it's a it's an all around great time. If you ever really wanted to see what it was to be like a major league ball player without all the running and working out <laughs> and just all the excitement and get to play a game or two a day, run around the bases, see the huge bases that we play on, and then actually the championship game and the last day everybody plays at the stadium um in Peoria there. So it's uh it's a great time and it's a fun experience. And if you ever get to experience it, it's you should sign up. You really should. Yeah, well, if you're 30 years old and you got $4,500 laying around, or if you don't have $4,500 laying around, you can go get it at betonline.ag. You can go our sponsor and place a bet. You got a Super Bowl coming up, you know, put a big bet on there. Use the promo code BELIEVE to get 50% off on your welcome bonus. Get that $4,500 and then go to Fancy Camp next year. And you know what I'm actually, I was thinking about doing in um, probably the next week or two. I've heard a bunch of people said uh, they make 14 bets and can make up to a million bucks. So Parlay, I think maybe no, it's, you just keep um, doubling it. You just oh, keep yeah, all yeah. in, all in. And we're going to try that on um, ring the bell podcast in about we a week. Should, or two. We should I'm do gonna... that. We should do that for uh, a, a Padres hot streak. We'll, we'll look at a stretch of games Ooh. and we think they can do that. Oh, when and... the season starts. Yeah. We'll, we'll just do that. I'll put a hundred bucks. We'll start with a hundred bucks and then we'll just put in games and we'll see how we do. We'd love to hey, see that. If we get a million bucks, hey, we'll all split it, all three of us. Hey, Heath, you got really close this year. and or sorry, You've been close in years past to winning the championship, and then this year you won the championship. I think there's a team that we all like that might be on the precipice of doing that this year. What do we say, guys? Well, listen, uh, I was uh, Heath mentioned a million bucks. I was going to say that team's most recent move only cost him a million bucks with Nelson Cruz, a team trying to win a championship here. I mean – this is the kind of move and I want to hear, you know, Nick and Heath's opinion on this, where this is a guy who would never sign for a million dollars unless he thought that this team could really win a, a title. And we've known that the Padres don't want to go over that 273 million CBT. So people saying Nelly's coming off a down year, but I think $1 million isn't the story here. The kind of the presence he can have in this clubhouse from a leadership perspective is vital. Heath. I mean, what are your thoughts on the cruise signing? Um, I think it's, I think it's an awesome signing because Nelson Cruz, he's up there in age, but you know, he's with the DH and he can, he can hit, he's a flat out professional hitter. And I think for him signing just a million dollars, even though he had a down year, it was about, I want to go to a team and win a championship and have it, or at least have an opportunity to win a championship. And I'll take less money because I think this team has it. And the Seidler family, is doing exactly what we've all wanted the you know for the fans and the players to do like hey we're all in we want to win this just as much as you do and it's just ha- it's it's awesome to see and and also I'm going to go back to fantasy camp Tom Seidler was there and it was uh 
it was, it was pretty fun. And he was talking about all the different things they're doing. And it was just, you know, everybody was happy and he was, he's like a regular guy. You can just talk to him. Yeah. I think it's a big statement, right? Especially with all the young talent that we have on our team in Juan Soto and Tatis and of course, Cronenworth and Kim and all these guys. And of course, Manny's veteran presence as well. And look, Nelly's a guy who's never won it. And he doesn't have many years left in this league. And so he's looking at around the league and saying, what's my best shot to get a ring and make an impression on young players from the Dominican Republic. He's also strangely enough, the GM for the world baseball classic team in the Dominican Republic. So <laughs> crazy. I love it. No, I love it. And and look, you see all the videos that he's posting on, on Instagram and Twitter of all the workouts that he's doing down in the Dominican Republic. And he's working on things, you know, that he's adding tools to his game, you know, never, mm -hmm never slowing down he got eye surgery so maybe maybe that helps him the ball and play better yeah of course and yeah. he's a platoon bat look we know his role this year he's gonna platoon with matt carpenter at dh and just be a good veteran presence listen people people say oh my goodness he's four he's gonna be 43 years old this guy hit 32 home runs when he was 41 and he has the down year and but a lot of people and i think nelson attributes it to that eye and he you know apparently he said he sees better than he has in the, over the last half decade or so so we know what his role is going to be, right? Coming against lefties, whether that be a pinch hit situation, a DH situation, and he can still run into the ball, you know, some out of some of the best of them. So this is a guy now who has that Dominican presence, who has that ties to Tatis Jr., Tatis Sr., Machado, Soto. So not only he has that clubhouse guy, but he actually fits a team need from a baseball perspective. So I'm all for this signing. I wanted Nelson Cruz last year, but now considering what his price tag was this year, substantially less, I am all for this move i think this is a home run move and it's a low risk move which is what peter seidler aj preller were intending to do and nelson cruz is one of those guys like you said dominican presence but he also speaks really good english and he's always been very you know like some dominican players will just speak spanish and stick with their you know dominican guys or latin guys nelson cruz has always been good with everybody you know yeah. he's always been a good teammate he's always been a good, you know, I would say friend around the league. You just say hi and you have strike up a conversation. So you, you've definitely pitched to him before, right? Did you ever yeah. strike him out? Uh, I don't know because I can't remember. Is he the only player on this roster that you have pitched to Matt Carpenter? Maybe I faced Matt Carpenter. I faced Nelson Cruz and um, Machado. Wow. Oh, so three. Not too many. Well, we'll see, you know, and maybe I'll, um, I'll get a chance in, you know, spring training or fantasy camp. Maybe I'll just show, maybe I'll show up one day and I'll just throw a BP before because you know I've heard <laughs> I was talking to some of the clubbies and I said hey do we throw the pitch machine you know a lot you know for batting practice and he said yeah but a lot of guys don't like it and I'm like hey Tom Seidler hey right here I'll throw <laughs> Iron a BP arm. you don't hey, have to you don't have to pay me very much <laughs> I re I remember we talked about this last time and I'll stick on the the Dominican lineage stuff Dennis Lynn Padres beat writer of the Athletic he had an awesome mailbag that came out earlier today where fans kind of get to ask questions about the team. And a lot of people were asking a Soto versus Machado extension because obviously Padre fans really want Manny Machado and that extension to occur. And then somebody asked how likely is a Soto extension, even though we know Scott Boris clients really rarely extend. They always like to hit the open market. And, you know, Lynn was quoted by saying team officials privately acknowledge that it may be difficult to keep Soto beyond 2024 how much of that do you buy into it versus how much of that you think the potters are going to do everything they can to extend Juan Soto because we all know Boris doesn't like extending his guys until they hit free agency you know it's it's one of those things maybe you can um, extend him for like a two to three year deal 
you know, where he gets max amount of money and this and that, where he doesn't get the $10 million deal or something like that. Or maybe we can do some of where he, um, we, you know, that contract where you sign and then you, by the age 29, you're still become a free agent if you want to. And you kind of know he's going to, because he's a Boris client. So many it's, it's one of those things that there's a lot of different options out there now. I think that we're not looking, I mean, we'd love to have him long-term and Randy long-term, but you know, I think if we put a bunch of pieces around the, the, on the team, like we're doing and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, maybe he'll be like, you know what? Yeah, Boris, you want me to go on the open market, but I really like it here. You know, so you, you never know. I mean, he's turned down 400 million, but he didn't like what Washington was doing. I mean, he could look at Washington and go, I'm going to be stuck here for 10, 12 years. And we don't really, I don't see them doing anything where I want to go out and maybe he just goes, Hey, I'll sign. Um, you know, I don't know what the money is going to be, but let's just say I'll sign three, three years, a hundred million to stay here for three years. And then I, I turn what 29, 28, then I'll go in the open market and I still have many years. I can get my 10 year contract. So not even, what, what is he 24 right now? 24 so, 25 so i mean he could still then, be yeah he could be 27 years old yeah i mean you, you could look at what xander just got right at 29 years old right yep. xander's 29 now he's 30 yeah okay so like waiting for a deal until when you're 30 years old you know not not getting locked up to a 10 12 year deal until you've hit like your actual prime to see how much you can actually get but i think from the padres officials accounts that you're saying that dennis lynn mentioned Look, you can't be too cocky in the situation. You can't be like, oh, we're locking him up, no problem, because you don't want to piss off your client, right? Like, you want to be respectful of his market and what he believes in himself. But at the same time, there's another big fish in the sea that they're apparently going after that I'm sure we're going to get into as well, named Shohei Otani. Realistically, it's like we've got our hands in two bags right now. It's really just going to come down to who wants to be here more and who do we want more? Because I think when it comes down to it, we're either going to have to extend him or we're going to have to sh- sign Shohei. And there's no way in my mind that we keep Tatis, Manny, Soto, Xander, and Otani at the same time. I mean, impossible. I feel like that's, that's pretty impossible. But look, it's not a bad foursome to have if we have four of those guys. No, absolutely. I, I just think that's where it's tough with the whole Manny Machado conversation. Cause I think a lot of people think he's a shoe in to return to the Padres, but then you have to make some tough emotional decisions. If, if this, if Shohei Otani wants to come here, but that means Machado goes, you know, it's, those are really two tough players decisions. Shohei. You're getting two players that are show. I mean, yeah. p- pitching has been one of our biggest things this whole offseason. How are we going to add pitching? How are we going to add rotational depth? He, he You're thinks getting it's that Jay right Groom. He still thinks it's Jay Groom or someone in the farm. That's going to help this pitching. <laughs> I don't, come on, you know man. What? I, I don't not mind getting those guys. Otani, honestly, I'd give up Soto to have Otani. I think Manny's going to stay here because my gut instinct said before Manny came to San Diego, there wasn't a lot of people that wanted Manny just because of his history with Baltimore, even though he's an unbelievable player. And I think people have realized Manny's a, a more mature now than he ever has. But I think yep. Manny has realized he's he found a home here. And I think being in Baltimore for so long and then going to LA, I think he wants to stay someplace long-term and build a legacy. And I think he can do that. And I think he sees the Padres, you know, staying, you know, like, Hey, we're going to keep guys. We're going to go out and get guys. We're not just going to have the young Tatis. We're going to go get X and we're going to maybe go get, you know, we went and did the big trade with Soto. 
and then we're in the hunt with um, Otani. So if those things happen, I think Machado literally will go, hey, I want to stay here because these guys want to win for the next, you know, three, four, five, ten years. And I would love to stay here and just build a dynasty here. And honestly, I could see Soto going and I would love to see Otani here just because you like, you know, Nick said, we get two players. We get a starting pitcher that we need that everybody fears. And then we just get a, a dominant guy to right, play right field slash DH. Man, that's I mean, I don't want to give up Soto, but I would give up Soto for yeah. that guy. Yeah, no, it's it, it's tough. It's Go taking up two roster spots, but Heath, as you know, winning cures all, right? If they mm -hmm. win it this year and Manny gets a taste of what he can bring to San Diego, that first World Series, you know what I mean? Why jump ship and go try to start over in a new organization, right? Like you're what already other organization would he go to that he can I mean, really feel like home. Mets Miami. fans are Mets fans are saying like maybe the Mets, but like they're delusional. They're always so just like I New, York, New York is a different beast. San yeah. Diego's a bit, a little bit more relaxed, and you would, actually have San Diego that's going after it and acting like a right. New York team. And, and I would say Miami as well, just because that's where he's from. But like, you're just gonna be so far down the chase when it comes to winning a World Series compared to San Diego. Oh, yeah. And there's gonna be seven case. people. There's gonna be seven people who go watch the Marlins every day. So yeah, uh, well, maybe the, ten. okay, maybe <laughs> ten. I'm sorry. Yeah, the 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 environment won't be that great, but. Listen, tough decisions. I mean, losing Soto would be, oh, I mean, I, I don't want to think about that day. The, the kid's 24 years old. And speaking of Juan Soto, he's the early favorite, uh, betting favorite to win National League MVP. So go to Bet Online and check that and lock that in because the are. Padres have three, three in the guys. top four, actually, <laughs> in terms of odds with Soto. Tatis and Machado tied up plus 1,000. I think what Soto Nick was plus 350 or something like yeah, that. So. Like that. That's ridiculous. Three San Diego Padres in the top four. Heath, when, when have we lived this, man? This is a dream. Uh, the only time we, I've ever known of this is at fantasy camp. I'm, <laughs> I'm dreaming in fantasy. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a fun time. It's it's a great time to be a Padre, Padre fan. I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean, nobody's even talking about the Dodgers because, you know, we, we thumped them in the playoffs. Smell you but, later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're, 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 we, we still can't take the Dodgers lightly though. I think we're still on that victory parade. They're, they're, they're the Dodgers. They're going to be right there. And I think obviously they've taken a step back, but they're going to win a lot of games this year. Like they always do. And, and it's going to be a close one to the division. I want to talk about not one of the Padres superstars, but an integral piece of this team and Haseon Kim. It's been circling around a lot of trade rumors, Nick. I, I mean, it's, it's interesting, right? Because a lot of Padre fans, he's a fan favorite. He's a clubhouse favorite. He was huge for this team stepping up in Tatis's absence. But now they kind of have a lot of players playing his position, and we know the lack of starting pitching depth. It's kind of like a stock. If you can sell high on it, maybe you pull the trigger. But it seemed like Dennis Lynn said 75% chance it doesn't happen. What do you think on Kim? Should they be shopping him? Okay. First of all, I would be so heartbroken if they parted ways with Kim. I mean, I know you got to put your emotions aside, but like, how can you not love him? Like, he's just, he shines so bright in that locker room and doesn't even really speak our language, which is great. Um, but he's, <laughs> he's amazing. Uh, his defense is out of this world. You can plug him in basically at any single infill position. And look, I feel like he could probably play an outfield position too if they really wanted to. Yeah. Maybe get him some reps out there in spring training. Um, in terms of just adding so many shortstops to this roster, look, Xander's going to be the guy at shortstop. Tatis is obviously moving in the outfield. Cronos is playing first base. We still need a second baseman. We do. Who's going to play second base if we trade him away? 
I mean, Cronenworth, I guess, and then what? Carpenter's gonna be the first baseman, but I don't Carpenter feel really and Cruz. Yeah, him. but I, like I don't feel that comfortable with that. You still want yeah, a good yeah. guy playing defense at first base. We've learned the hard way with Eric Hosmer. So if we were gonna, you know, go that route, we might as well have just kept Will Myers to play first base, right? I know you got to put emotions aside. Starting pitching is something we need to add on to, but look, I, I I think you need to keep Kim because he's progressed a whole lot since year one. From year from year one to year two, he raised his average by like fifty points. You know, I mean, he was also a hero in the playoffs, and so you want to keep your guys healthy, happy in the locker room. And I think if you take him away as well, people are going to be sad. That's a good point. Yeah, the one thing you um, AJ has to realize. You have the clubhouse guys. You have the guys on the nucleus of the team, and Kim is one of those guys. You don't want to trade away that guy. I mean, he's not your you know, clubhouse leader and stuff, but he's the one who gets everybody together. I mean, if he does something, he gets up to bat. He steals a base. Everybody is jumping on the top stand, on the top step. So it's just one of those things that I, I wouldn't get rid of him. I mean, if you're getting like a Max Scherzer or something, okay, great. But you, you got to get something huge in return. But right. honestly – we got some good starters right now and we have some guys that are going to show up in the minor leagues. Let's go with that in mid season. You know, if we need the starting pitching and Kim's value is really up there, then maybe, but honestly he's that nucleus of that team that just keeps the team together and having fun and relaxed and everybody yeah. loves him. And that's, that's what I would keep him and I wouldn't trade him. I'd always mention like, yeah, go ahead give me what you're worth. Yeah, other well, teams, but uh, secretly, I wouldn't be putting him on the trademark. And the anymore. names that were connected to him were like Pablo Lopez, like Tanner Houck. Like those aren't like names that really blow me away, to be completely honest. Like Lopez was on the up for Miami, but like you're not telling me that he's going to be a guy that just shuts down this rotation. Now, there's also an aspect of the business as well, right? Like we always forget that you know these owners want to make money, like. Sadler's spending a bunch of money, but all of Korea still watches Padres games because of Hasa Kim. There's definitely an added element. Great point. There. All the merch that gets sold there, all of the television ratings that go out there, the media, like that's a big driving force as well to your business. The Asian I mean, fans in San exactly, Diego. Exactly. And that's like, that's why Otani mania is like such oh, a big thing. The as Otani well. market would explode. Well, look at, look what happened to Ichiro when he, when yeah. Ichiro went to Seattle, all of a sudden Jap Japan whole market re Seattle's clubhouse, what I heard in the stadium, they like rewired the whole stadium so they could have pictures 24 seven and all that. Hey, we get a, you know, Otani. Keith, I, were you, were you in San Diego with Otsuka when he was a setup man? No. So he was there right before you then. Yeah. And like, there was a like Japanese media and photographers oh, yeah. like always at the games just for our setup, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played with, um, um, Hideki Masui. Mm -hmm. And Kaz Matsui with the Mets and then against him in Colorado. And it's just the, the Japanese media is crazy. And if you have them on your team, I mean, you'll have twice as many reporters, this and that, and they go nuts for their player. They really do. So, I mean, we're not seeing the business part of like what Korea is doing with Kim, but I'm pretty sure the Padres are making some good money doing that. So why would you get rid of him? You could keep even make even more, especially if the team does even better this year than I expect it to be better. And if he's playing every day like he did last year and becomes our second baseman and everybody knows he's in there, Korea is just going to jump in and, you know, spend more money and it's just going to help the Padres out future and everything. Yeah, you take a look at you take a look at their YouTube channel, the Padres. The most viewed videos are all Hassan Kim highlight videos. <laughs> they, I, I, they, you look at their YouTube, not even close. They're half million, million views, and then it's a steep drop off after that. So they go 
absolutely crazy over there. But I, I mean, closing the loop on Kim, I, I, I totally understand. I wouldn't trade him unless you get, as Heath was saying, a, a legitimate godfather offer that, that you can't refuse because the team doesn't need to shop him. But I think they're definitely willing to listen to what teams are going to offer. But like what Nick said, Tanner, Howe, Pablo Lopez, maybe. But those, as you said, those guys aren't going to shut down your rotation. And, you know, the argument to that is maybe they don't need somebody to shut down their rotation with their three guys in front of them. But you definitely need to, you know, address the depth. And, you know, if one of those guys goes down, we're not in a good spot. But as Heath said, too, it's it's important in the clubhouse and having a guy like Kim who kind of brings everybody up when things aren't going well or just weathering that storm is is vital for this team. I mean, Manny Machado, a big part of why he may stay or opt in or whatever, is Ha-Sung Kim. Loves that guy. Definitely. He's, he's learning the Korean language to talk to Ha-Sung Kim. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's awesome what they're saying um, from that. Nick, I want to ask you, though. We, we saw an awesome video today. Bebo, Fernando Tatis, he's taking swings again. He's taking swings. And it's uh, Padres, Padres Nation was going absolutely absurd on Twitter today. He's a Nike guy now, it seems like, right? I'm, I'm seeing the Nike shoes, the Nike leggings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, th- I think it's got that video has got um, some middle aged men more excited than some of their uh, <laughs> their uh, dirty search history sometimes. So, uh, I mean, I think he uh, it's good that he's swinging. You know, I mean, he's he's out there finally getting healthy and look. I don't, I would like nothing more for him to, you know, mature as a player, as a person and get healthy. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why, you know, we brought in Nelson Cruz as a mentor, right? He's a guy who also got popped for steroids early in his career and had to bounce back from that and, you know, get back to a, a, a level of, of playing at a high level. So um, we'll see what happens this season. I mean, I'm really excited, but yeah, Nike, that's a big one, you know, getting, getting the swoosh on the side of your, your cleats is, is always a, a nice little, uh, um, you know, reward for being one of the top players in baseball. I was a Reebok guy, so I can't say anything about Nike. Or so. do we do we have any Reebok guys these days, Nick? I don't, I, I don't think yeah. so. Right in the NBA, maybe we got maybe. some. Now we're, we're based all the Reebok guys. Were I think uh, it was Big Poppy and me were the kind of the big name guys, and that was about it. Yeah, we had those Zigtech shoes, and then. That they were really ugly. They're very comfortable, but very ugly. But um, I, want, I want to see Tatis wear some uh, some Air Jordans out there, like Manny does. I think that'd be swag. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really. That would cool. be icy. Hey, okay. I wore I wore Nikes at Fantasy Camp. So were, were you wearing about. the Nikes when you uh, when you when you did the Heath Bell slide into into the dirt? Yeah, how no. that slide feel? That was a re. Um, are you wait? You are you talking about Fantasy Camp? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I was wearing my Nikes then. So be, be honest, be honest. Were you in pain? Were you in pain post slide? No, actually, because it was rain. It was, it was it was raining that day, so we couldn't get on the field and stuff. And then uh me and Ash Ashby were just joking around. And I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna jump inside, and you announce me, and get everybody, and I'll just run out and slide." You know, it was wet, so you know, hey, I great slide pickup. Started throwing the baseball. It was it was pretty fun. Everybody had a good kick out of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he called for the ball after that. Give me the ball. Yeah, give me the ball. Let's go. So, Nick, tell yes, tell sir. the people, tell the people about the Padres giveaway stuff. I'm going to pull up the pictures uh, oh, momentarily. Boy, but the Padres go. today, everybody, they announced their giveaways of what we're going to see for this upcoming season. And there's some juicy stuff in this. I'm already yeah. looking at some of those bobbleheads. I'm working on my background as we speak. I know we see nothing, but I'm going to keep stacking some bobbles. Let's talk to the people. Yeah, there, there is some some pretty awesome giveaways here. Um, 
I, I don't know if I'm going to throw like a rankings out there, but like some of my favorite, of course, you got the Xander City Connect. That's great. It's 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 sexy. We love it. Uh, the Hassan Kim bobblehead, but not to be overshadowed, not on this image by the Don and Mud bobblehead. Who loves their broadcast crew? Oh, it's, more not, than it's not on Potters this image. Fans? It's it's Damn. not. But just giving those guys their own bobblehead night, like that just speaks volumes. And of course, not also not on this image, you got the Joe Musgrove growth chart, okay? For the kids <laughs> who are sprouting like string beans, go up to six foot five. I mean, what happens if your kid's six six? I don't know, can't tell you, but it goes up to six five. Um, I like what they're doing here. A lot of bobbleheads. I mean, add to the collection, you know what I mean? Yeah, I need I that like Machado. It. Heath, I need that Machado City Connect bobble. Look at that guy. Oof. Yeah, that looks pretty tight right there. Look, I like that one. We're Out of all the bobbleheads, I like that one. We're talking about like a, a Kim trade. I mean, they're, they're telling us right now he's going to be on the roster by August 22nd. So they're, they're doing it with the Marlins against the Marlins, too. Oh, cryptic. He was linked to the I, Marlins. I, I actually like this because my last three years in San Diego, I was I was rumored to get traded and we didn't have any bobbleheads of me. So um, I actually like this. It kind of shows that, look, Kim's going to be here. Um, you know, it's a lot of talk because, you know, you always got to talk. People always got to say this and say that, but for us to throw a bobblehead out and Kim and there's, you know, be people even mention it. I think it's just talk and you know, that Machado bobblehead I think is pretty tight. I'm going to definitely try to get one of those and also Musgrove, the, bu the bucket hat. That's I, my kid will probably love one of those too. So I have to yeah. make some phone calls on that one, or maybe I'll just show up in San Diego and grab some of those. Padres, you're right. They really take care of their fans. Hey, there was I saw a tweet. The Dodgers are like charging a hefty price for their fan fest, Padres fan fest. I don't think it costs money, right? I didn't get a ticket. I just think you had to reserve it. So it's uh, it's, it's every everything's better about San Diego than Los Angeles, folks. As, everything. As much as Seidler has been the MVP of spending money and getting us the guys and putting San Diego baseball on the map, you got to give a lot of credit to Grouper as well because he's yes. done an amazing job for the fan experience. He goes out and gets professional athletes of other leagues to come watch our games. Nikolai Jokic, Josh Allen, Kawhi Leonard, you know, Paul George, like Good these point. guys are in attendance. And I think like we're starting to see like pop culture and like other sports fans gravitating towards the Padres um, and just giving the ultimate fan experience at the end of the day. That's such a good point. I love that point about pop culture, trying to make baseball fun, right? And really involving all demographics and people. Yeah, seeing PG, Josh Allen with Trevor Hoffman. People still love that pick. That is an iconic picture yeah, of, of Hoffman, Josh Allen. I, I'm sure it's just going to ramp up even more uh, this year, man. It's crazy. We're literally weeks away from spring training. And I, I want to end on this thing, too. It's going to be interesting with the whole WBC and how that's going to affect our, our spring training, right? Because Machado, Soto, I mean, those guys are going to be playing for Dominican. I, I know I'm, I'm missing so many other guys who are going to be participating. It was nice to see Nick Martinez opt down, kind of focus on the pods. But it's weird, right, with the whole WBC thing. Heath, were you ever in a spring training with the WBC going on and a lot of players were in and out and it was kind of affecting spring training at all? Well, I think it's different. Um, I was with one of them where I actually was there um, in spring training with the World Baseball Classic going on. It was actually the first one and the next two I actually participated. It's it's just uh, you, it's a little bit different, but honestly, it's a it's um, kind of a fresh of fresh air if you are with those guys and you're doing the World Baseball Classic because you, you're traveling a little bit and you're missing with other guys and this and that. And 
but you know, you got to get ready for the season. So you're kind of in your routine and you're, it's a little bit more on yourself, but then also when you're not at the WBC, it's, you know, you're missing some guys. So other guys get some opportunities and you get to see what you have in the farm system, but also when they come back, you know, Mm. it's one, it's one, it's really exciting to watch. So now in spring training, you're just not watching spring training games. You're actually watching something that really kind of means something. So that's the fun part besides, you know, you're watching the final four, but in basketball for college, but, and then when the guys come back, you get, you know, there's something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Hey man, how'd you do who, who was doing this or what happened here? And then you just, you know, it just kind of breaks up spring training. I mean, it, I think it's better than like, it's going to be more fun this year in spring training than it was last year or next year. It's hard to explain, but if you're there or if you're not there, um, like if you're in the World Baseball Classic or if you're just with the San Diego Padres or your home club team, it's just more fun. Yeah. It's hard to explain. You meet new people, the younger guys and whatnot, and you it, things are a little bit different, but it's kind of fun to be different. It really is, especially with baseball. It's a marathon season, the grind. It's just fun, you know, and I think everything will be fine. And honestly, the hitters will be more ready to go because in the last couple of years of the WBC, hitters go to winter ball. They, they prepare themselves a little mm. bit better. Pitching, I think, is roughly always similar. You know, guys are, you know, guys can come to spring training pitching. If they really want to do well in spring, they do. Or some guys just go, hey, I want to work on a pitch. I want to get ready for the season. And if you get ready for the season or if you pitch great in spring training because you were ready for spring training to win a job or to show them that you can do it, it's 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 not going to affect you during the season at all. You know, it's just you're just a little bit more mentally prepared. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And you're not out there working on things. So I, just, I think it's going to be fun either way. And, and spring training has always been fun when the World Baseball Classic is going on. If you're there or if you're still in spring training, it's just a good time. It's really hard to explain. So I'm just going to keep rambling. Until <laughs> I, I actually was lucky enough to go to one of those games that was at Petco Park when I was younger. I think it was Japan versus Korea, actually. It was a fun one. Uh, just watching like the Korean guys' deliveries were just always so wild, just like the, the way they rock their body and like do some crazy stuff in their, their windups. Um, but when it comes to pitch or when it comes to hitters, like you can't get enough cuts, you know, in a yeah. year. I, I feel like with, with your arm, you got to give it a rest every now and then. But, you know, with hitting, you could hit every single day. You know, you could you know, you want to see live pitching as much as possible. So I give all the power to the guys who are going out and playing for their countries um, who are hidden. It's going to be insane. I was, I, I'm considering a trip to Miami to go watch the Dominican <laughs> play. I want to go watch it so badly. One of my buddy, uh, one of my buddies is a huge fan of team Israel and they're in the same uh, pool as uh, the Dominican. Obviously, I don't know if Israel's going to come out of that pool, but uh, it should be a, a really, really fun uh, thing, especially with the Dominican being in Miami. But man, the baseball, baseball world, we're, we're, it's a little slow right now, right? We're finally in that little dead period where we're getting close to things ramping up again. I know the city of San Diego is sleeping, but they're, they're ready to get woken up, man. I'm already looking at yeah. opening day against the Rockies at home. I think March 30th, 1.10 p.m. It's going to be a movie. Yeah, the gas lamp. <laughs> look, I think for the most part, the rosters are pretty set, minus yeah. you know a couple of trades here and there. And then, look, the biggest guy on the open market right now is Drixen Profar. So I mean, we've uh, so interesting, right? Yeah. He, he lost out on a lot of money. I, it's looking like he, I don't. His market was weird, right? It seemed like he was going to get a ton of money, but every day went on. He never found a home, and now maybe he wants to come back to the Padres, and maybe they get him at less than what his opt-in could have been, and he signs another one-year deal. I don't know. Could be, 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't mind having him just as like a, a piece to, you know, platoon in the outfield and just for good locker room vibes. I think all the guys really like him. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully he gets, you know, his payday. But um, yeah, it'll be just interesting to see what happens. I wouldn't mind to have him back, but, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. Absolutely. Guys, make sure you go check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give it a download, a follow. This is just the beginning. We're going to be having y'all covered 24-7 throughout this Padres season. Heck, maybe even some live streams post-game. You never know. But this is your one-stop shop. Ring the bell. That's Heath Bell. That's Nick Kreider. I'm born in Azari. 8K hog, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Go Pods. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.